Hey, Chuck, do you know how Jeopardy works? Yes, I do. Okay, so let me give you an answer. Creative, continuity, and compelling storylines. Do you know what the question is? Um, what, what is the question? Name three things you will not find in a Money in the Bank briefcase. This is the Wrestling Control Podcast because wrestling needs us. We are Orlando Strong. It's June 15th, 2016. Kingofpodcasts.com proudly presents the Wrestling Is Real Is Real Podcast. Because wrestling needs us. Podcasting from the Amazon is real.com studios in South Florida, USA. Proudly able to say that we are not too far from our heralded friends, the survivors that live three hours north of us in Orlando, Florida. That, if you heard the Sunday podcast, uh, recapping Slammiversary and NXT TakeOver, you definitely know how I feel about this. We stand behind all of you. We stand with you, hoping that your city can reco- can cope and can recover, and for the LGBT community in general, okay? Let me just say, we stand with you. We support, and we hope that your co- your community recovers, okay? And we just hope the people recover. That's what's more important about anything else. I just want to come and bring up Orlando this week. The, again, the tragic nightclub attack from Sunday, last, Saturday night, Sunday morning, only about three, four days ago. I just want to say this point and make this point across, Chuck, so bear with me just a second, okay? Yeah, no worries. Here's I'm going to put in a little word myself. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went on a radio station today, and I called in as a, as a, as a caller. WFTL. AM down here in South Florida. And I called into the show. It's uh, Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams. They're on 11 a.m. to noon. You can listen to them at uh, 850WFTL.com. It's a good show. It's one I listen to on the way to work. It's really good stuff. Now, I made this point to them on the call. I just said to myself, regardless of how the media likes to portray this and how people want to feel about this, most importantly, let's not focus on the fact that this was a gay nightclub, and that many of the patrons of this nightclub were gay, lesbian, gender, transsexual, whatnot. I'm just saying, when I look at these people, the families of these people, regardless of what they what, what they what they subscribe to, their their persuasion, their sexual preference, whatever, their social preference, for those that lost their lives in that club, and for those friends of theirs and their family members. They're still no one burn number uno. They're people. So my whole thing was I don't look at them as just being gay people that were killed in that nightclub. They're people. They're real, awesome, you know, commendable, upright, standing human beings. They look like some pretty cool people in that club that lost their lives. And damn it, that still bothers me today. Just want to make a point of that. That please. Do not. I hope the gay community does not try to use this 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 act, this horrific terrorist event, as a way of trying to push some kind of agenda. Look, you want unity. You want people to stand together. This is not the way to do it. Look, people are people. So, 
don't try to use this as this is something that needs to, we need to go and, you know, protect gay people. No, this is to protect everyone. It's the same idea as Black Lives Matter. Everybody needs to be protected, okay? That's what needs to matter. That it gets could have happened to any club, any place. The fact of the matter that this guy, we learned since a couple of days ago, this guy was in fact gay and was married, obviously, in denial that he's gay or was just a self-hating gay person. Regardless of what's going on here, this guy was not in his right mind, radicalized, traumatized in his own head. Why this guy and all the stories we're hearing how this could have been avoided is one thing, which I already talked about on Sunday's show. But I will say today is seeing the stories of the victims and then the survivors coming out of the hospital that are in the hospital now. And to hear one, it was Angel Sosa, I remember, was one of the guys. And hearing this story about this, this, this scumbag, this piece of shit, who, okay, first of all, the poor guy, Angel, gets trampled on because of the panic of people leaving the club. This guy gets his legs broken. The guy can't, he's immobile, cannot move, doesn't have a way to get out. This guy is confronted by the killer, okay? The guy points the gun at him. Before he does that, he is dealing with the fact that he sees in the club, he sees this guy point blank shooting people that are already dead to make sure they're dead. And then pointing the gun at this guy. And the guy somehow only gets his hand hit and not anywhere else where it took him away. He was ready. He was ready for anything. And how he survived, man, these kind of stories. And then Geraldo yesterday, Geraldo Rivera, doing his thing, talking to the you know, victims and family members. And just, and, and just seeing this crap, man, it's just like my heart goes out to the people there if they're i don't know what to tell you i'll I'll know that i just wanted to use my platform today to truly come back here and offer condolences thoughts prayers wishes best wishes for recovery condolences and respects to those who lost loved ones because of this bullshit and to please for the peter's sake let's use this to better ourselves as a whole And that the leaders of this country will find out a better way to protect ourselves. Because what we're doing right now, the devolving of this nation, the idea that we need to take guns away is bullshit. We need to better protect ourselves. Chuck, I want to give you a minute or two, and we're going to get on to wrestling tonight. Yeah, um, I wanted to say, you know, my my thoughts and my prayers goes out to uh, all the victims from Orlando. I mean, that was truly an atrocious crime that was committed. And, um, I mean, unbelievable. The FBI had this guy on uh, some sort of a watch list for 10 months. Yeah. Uh, that, that right there tells me... How how horrible like the system of the FBI is. It, it's 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 truly disappointing. Yeah. You know, they could have avoided this not only that, but the wife, she knew she was there with him when he purchased uh the guns and the ammo to commit that. Crime. At least they're gonna probably look at her. And by the way, speaking and of wives, the other ex wife, the one that escaped the freaking marriage. I feel for her because this guy 
she learned of how th- this guy was just unstable. And God forbid something happened to her. She had a chance for this. As for the one that's currently was married to him, I don't know what was being thought there. And how the family didn't know about this, they probably didn't. But I'll tell you what, for this guy to have gotten the way through all this, and now we're learning that might be an accomplice. There's just so much to go with this story. It's going to continue. But I'm just saying, I wanted to bring out a few points right there, talk about that. And, you know. But I got to say, yeah. the FBI should take her and throw her ass in prison or something. And that has to be done because she could have perfectly stopped this right here. Mm-hmm. She really could have. Very well. So it's just right, right now, at least she's going to get looked at. They're going to probably at least pull her in, interrogate they, her. And they, exactly. might, and they might and they might indict her for something. So she might not be off the, off the books here. So. I hope she. I hope she gets charged with an accomplice because she, she could have stopped this. She even tried to supposedly talk him out of it. Yeah. Or whatever. So there you go. All Something. Right. Anything. We're gonna leave it at that. But I just okay. wanted to make sure we brought that point. So that, we'll calm ourselves down here. We'll, we'll uh, bring the te- bring the level of the uh, the tension here. The uh, yeah. Whew. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a. Yeah, I don't normally start shows like this, but you know this story is still. It's Orlando. This is our. This is our backyard, man. Exactly. And all I'm saying is I saw that coverage and I've been, I've been following up on this stuff and this, and I'm sure people are going to talk about this, but hopefully the, the news cycle goes down. And, and like I said, I'm, hopefully there's going to be some things. If there is anything that's going to happen in terms of a charitable way, I mean, obviously for those who are in South Florida or in Central Florida that can give blood, please do. But what I would say too is that if there is anything that's going to be done in terms of any financial help towards the victims or, or the or the survivors, help for medical bills, help for funeral costs, anything like that, I'm looking to find, you know, some kind of a real charitable place that I'd like to throw a couple, you know, a couple bills towards, you know, to help out in the cause. I'd love to try to do that if possible. So with that said, let's go and go into wrestling. We had TNA Slave Anniversary, which probably went through a lot of things this weekend. We're going to talk about in just a moment. And Money in the Bank is coming up this weekend. We're going to talk about that. We'll preview all that coming up here on the show. That's really going to be the focus tonight. Yeah, like I said, on Sunday night, we did a post-show for TNA Slave Versus 14 and NXT TakeOver, the end of the beginning. So with that said, we're going to focus on that. So if you have anyone, if you want to hear some TNA talk, you want to hear what happened to Slave Versus, check out the post-show. It's at kingofpodcasts.com, kingofpodcasts.com. Now, another website you should learn about that hosts our headlines right here on the show Amazon is real.com. Couple of things I got to tell you about that. So I was told Chuck yesterday we were watching Raw, which by the way, I partially slept through. Chuck can attest to that. Yeah, I attest to that. <laughs> so well, I was telling them that at the E3 summit, you know, the game summit, Microsoft is coming out with the Xbox One S. Now, did you get a chance to read more about there, son? Actually, yes, I did. And I even checked out, uh, it was this morning about the video about the brand new uh, e, e, uh, yeah it's the S I don't know why they call it E3 for what reason well that's, but... the, that's the name of the event oh okay I gotcha yeah. but uh, yeah they, they pretty much explain like more details about what it's going to have the actual system it's going to be a lot more advanced you know, so what do you like about, what, what are the things that, that stand out to you that you like that are like new things well, uh, I think they're going to be offering like some sort of special edition for Gears of War that I'm going to be looking at. Yep. Definitely. 
I'm a big Gears fan. <laughs> and then what about the whole idea of having the um, what was I looking for? Oh, the the ultra four, oh, the 4K Ultra HD picture. Oh, now, now that I gotta see. I mean, especially with the HD TV that I actually have, mm-hmm. that's gonna be a sight to see. Let me tell you. <laughs> It never ceases to amaze me when you get to see such realistic graphics like that yep. and storyline. I mean, absolutely. It goes without saying. And <laughs> just to give you the heads up, I bring up the Xbox One S because you can pre-order it now at AmazonIsReal.com. It's available in August, early August, for those of you that are gamers, hardcore gamers that are looking to get something up. Remember, it's available in 500, gig- 500 gigs terabyte and a two terabyte version you can order it now the two terabyte version now that's that's the best one to get in my opinion but all right (laughs) but let me tell you like that's that's something special right there now other things you also should know about as well is that um there's just so much you can get with amazon is real.com you know you can also get a free trial through amazon video you can actually get your your own trial of showtime or stars. You can actually get that with your Prime membership. If you're a member of Amazon Prime, you can actually get Showtime and Stars added on. So you got to go and check that out for yourself and see what you can do with that. And also, just remember, you can also get Audible. You can actually try two free audiobooks. And you go look for Audible now. And those are like brand new books. There's books from Brock Lesnar, Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, all this stuff, right? Audiobooks. Two free audiobooks. You can go and get an audio, audible 30-day free trial when you go through AmazonIsReal.com. You can also do that, too. Plus, with Amazon Prime, like, let me tell you, there's a couple things you can do with that. Sprint has a thing where I'm trying it out right now where month-to-month I could pay $9.99 for Amazon Prime. I'm trying that right now. I'll tell you right now, the two-day free shipping is just badass. You go in there, and you're over. You're into it, okay? The other thing, too, is that if you're a college student, and I know a lot of you are probably in college. You're smart. You're some whippersnappers out there, okay? You could do a thing where you can go for Prime Student. And that will also give you all the things, like you'll get free two-day shipping. You get thousands of movies and TV episodes available for unlimited streaming. Their own music service. So why go to Pandora Stratify? It's included. Amazon. Great quality sound. Thousands of songs. Millions of songs, actually. Thousands of playlists and stations. And all that. You can get all that right there for Prime Student. It's that simple. It's like, wow. you got to really look at that for yourself if you're a student at a discount. So you go for that. You take going through things, and that's what you got to do. And also remember, it's not too late to go order on Prime. Get a free 30-day free trial. And you could order something to get two-day free shipping just in time to get yourself, your dad, a present. you got to go do that, too. Amazonisreal.com. Now, big story coming out of TNA. So, this is what happened when it came to uh, TNA this week. This is amazing. There was a visitor post section on Impact Wrestling's Facebook post dated June 1st. This is from Rick Shonen. They said, I have contacted Dean Broadhead and I worked with Eric Barnes back in January during recording the Bethlehem, Pennsylvania shows. I have yet to be paid and have media vendors waiting to be paid. I don't know who else to contact or who not to reach to. Dean will got communicate with me, and I'm being held responsible for this mess. So the, the guy, Dean Broadhead, is the TNA chief financial officer. 
So Thursday and Friday, he says, I logged over 80 business calls on my cell. Attorneys, accountants, vendors, bankers, and employees. Maybe time to retire, but not until everything is in the right place. He had a 12-hour time frame to secure interim financing so that the production trucks could come. This is so they could run Slammiversary and the TV tapings this past week. TNA was almost shut down from doing Slammiversary and their TV tapings this week because of financial issues. And what happened was financing came in the term of the new minority deal that Billy Corgan did to keep TNA afloat. So Billy Corgan bailed them out on the short term. At the moment, Aerolux Marketing, which is controlled by the Harris Brothers, who were considering to buy a majority stake in TNA, they control the production equipment. So based on everything going on, TNA owed them money, and if they weren't paid, then they would have to they wouldn't be able, been able to run Slammiversary or the TV tapings. They will be saving money in the short term by taping less days this week, but that means they'll have to go back to Orlando sooner and they would get need to get money for the next set of tapings. Now, another thing is that TNA needs to tour India, and that is part of their deal with the Indian program, Indian programming provider Sony Six. So they're supposed to do a tour of India, which is more cost. If they don't, they'll lose their TV contract over there, and that will be devastating because Sony Six in India is a major source of broadcast revenue for TNA. And right now they have a deal with Pop TV that's not bringing them any money. It's just a barter deal. So even though the Sony 6 channel in India will be covering some of the expenses for the tour, the tour for TNA is going to be quite expensive. This is also using information from the Web Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Amazing. I didn't realize they're in such a bad spot. But this says more than ever that Dixie Carter needs to let this company go. I bullshit with the pride and feeling like, oh, you failed. Well, yes, you have failed. It's time for you to let this thing go. Somebody else is going to be willing to do this. So it, she's got to get out of this and, and let things happen like they should. That's really, that's embarrassing. And the fact that the CFO comes off and says that, that's pretty bad. Now, meanwhile, they did do, they must have some money. I don't just know how this is all going, but here's what's going on. Uh, so Bobby Lashley apparently has signed a new deal with TNA and Lashley defeated Drew Galloway at Slammiversary on Sunday to be the new TNA World Heavyweight Champion. So, by the way, just for those of you that didn't watch the Slammiversary 14 show, just a quick recap. In the four-way X Division title match, Eddie Edwards became your new X Division Champion. The Tribunal, Basil Baraka and Baron Dax beat Mahabali Shira and Grado at the worst match of the night. Uh, Maria Canellis and Gail Kim didn't happen, but Sienna defeated Jade and Gail Kim in a th triple threat match to win the new women to become the new women's champion. James Storm defeated uh, former million name Pepper Parks, now Braxton Sutter. Eli Drake retained the TNA King of the Mountain match uh, championship over Bram. EC3 defeated Mike Bennett. Jeff Hardy defeated Matt Hardy in Full Metal Mayhem. DK retained the TNA World Tag Team titles. And like we just said, Bobby Lashley won the TNA World Heavyweight title. He retained once again. So there you go. What do you think about the idea, at least, that you hear Bobby Lashley is the World Heavyweight Champion? What do you think about that? Well, I mean, when I, at the time that I did know him on WWE, 
hey, I can't knock the guy on his performance. And the guy's got size. He's got the look. Yep. Hey, he's got everything going for him, man. Now, just so you guys know, Tuesday's Impact, which is going to be played after this show air, after you hear this show, we're just going to mention it now. You're already going to have heard about this. Gail Kim is the latest inductee into the 2016 class of the TNA Hall of Fame. Raw. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They went under 3 million viewers this week. That tells you how bad things are going. 2.97 million viewers down from 3.25 million viewers the week before. So lost 500,000 viewers. Hour one, just over 300, 3 million. 3.1 million in hour two. Final hour, 2.8 if we round up. And Raw went up against the NBA Finals. Game five between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors. LeBron James doing damage to continue the series into game six, going to Cleveland. They drew 20 million viewers. So there you go. But now the one thing that's going to go on is um, raw doesn't have to worry about playoff basketball or hockey coming up now, but in the, the game six of the NBA finals comes up Thursday, that's going to go up against SmackDown. So, and if game seven is necessary, which it probably will, the way things are going, That'll go up against the Money the Bank pay-per-view. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, basketball. There you go. Some of you basketball fans out there. <laughs> David Otunga. We haven't heard from him in a little while. Well, I oh. don't know where he's been. Here's what he's doing right now. He is now on WWE's commentary team for Superstars and Main Event. What? Yeah, he's a commentator now. That's crazy. No, uh, not really. I mean, he's not that well, bad talking. I haven't seen main event in such a long time now that you mention it also. I know it's on the WWE Network. Um, I think it plays on Friday night or something like that. No, it's on, well, it's on the network, I think. I don't know if it's if it's on the network or not. I just can't remember. No, because they mentioned one night. I remember it was Friday or something like that. Yeah. Madison Rain was injured at Monday Night's TNA one night only pay-per-view tapings in Orlando. Uh, arm injury, it looks like. Uh, it was happening during a match that was involved with involved Rosemary, Jade, and Sienna. Uh, trainers came down and walked her to the backstage area, so we hope that she gets well and recovers quickly. There is a singles match that got added to the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which we'll talk about, and we'll do preview and predictions a little bit later on. Apollo Crews will take on Sheamus. And I believe that is a pre-show match. Ah, oh, just a pre-show? Okay, well. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, well, no, that actually is going to be a regular match because Baron Corbin will again take on Dolph Ziggler on the Money the Bank kickoff show. What the heck? That's like the third time already this happens. They're on a pre-show. <laughs> I guess so. Um, the Jew Japan Pro Wrestling's weekly show is going to be airing on the Fight Network as a global deal has been signed to air in Canada, so good thing for that. All right. Uh, Connor's WWE suspension will be expiring this Wednesday. He's been suspended since April 16th for violating the wellness policy for the second time. The Cruiserweight Classic. Have you heard anything about this? Have you read up a little bit about this at all there, Chuck? No. So there's a 32-man tournament. Of cruiserweights, you know, much like the uh, like the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, 
They're going to uh-huh. have all the high-flying wrestlers that are that are all over the country that are going to be competing in this tournament. It's like an NXT title tournament, but there's going to be all these great wrestlers from around the world that are going to be competing. Okay, so some of the guys that have already been uh, announced, we have former WWE stars that'll be competing. Some of them are including Tajiri, Brian Kendrick, and Aria Davari. The other wrestlers we have competing in this tournament are Grand Metallic, Zack Sabre Jr., Noam Dar, Damak, Zumbi, Clement Petio, Fabian Alchner, Harv Sira, Groove Sira, Rich Swan, Brian uh, Cedric Alexander from uh, Ring of Honor, Akira Tozawa, Jack Gallagher, Johnny Gargano from NXT, Tony Nese, Tommaso Ciampa from NXT, Hoho Lun, TJ Perkins, the former Manic or Suicide from TNA, Anthony Bennett, Drew Gulak, Kota Ibushi from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Tyson Dukes, Liz Dorado, Sean Maluda, Raul Mendoza, Kenneth Johnson, Alejandro Saez, Damian Slater, Jason Lee, and Arya Davari, like I mentioned. Uh, Cruiserweight Classic is set to air beginning Wednesday, July 13th, 9 o'clock on the WWE Network. Wednesday, so that's going to be playing right, right after, after NXT. NXT. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good, and so it's going to be for a number of weeks. 32-man tournament. Ah, good stuff, good stuff. And let me see if I'm missing anything else here in the news. Oh, wow. The singer of the D-Generation X theme, Chris Warren, passes away at age 49. What? 49? Yeah. Did they say what was the cause? Uh, I'm going to pull that up there. His name, is, his name is Chris Warren. And what we know is few details are known, but he passed away on Sunday. Funeral service held this weekend. So he contributed his vocals to several WWE themes, including the D-Generation X theme and Triple H's My Time theme. He also played, performed at WrestleMania 14 with a controversial rendition of America Beautiful, in addition to playing Shawn Michaels to the ring for the main event. And he would go on to lead the band Broken and contribute several songs to TNA Wrestling. There you go. Uh, Neville is scheduled to return to action within the next month, according to PW Insider. He's been out of action since the March 14th Raw when he suffered an ankle injury against Chris Jericho. Yeah, I've been missing Neville. Jeez. Yeah, it's been a while. Finally, once again, we do have Ring of Honor's Best in the World coming up in a couple of weeks, and that is June 24th from the Cabarrus Arena in Charlotte, North Carolina. Let's go and just give you the quick heads up on what's going to be going on with that event. Again, we have seven matches announced for this special. Let me go ahead and tell you what they are. We have ACH versus the last Pro Wrestling's Last Row Man, Silas Young. Kyle O'Reilly versus Kamatachi. Mark Briscoe versus Roderick Strong. For the Rig of Honor World Tag Team Championship, The Addiction, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian versus the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelby and, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. A Fight Without Honor, B.J. Whipner versus Steve Carino. 
Bobby Fish defends the Ring of Honor World Television Championship against Dalton Castle. And Jay Lethal defends the Ring of Honor World Championship versus Jay Briscoe. Next week on the program, tune in here on Tuesday when we will preview and predict Ring of Honor's Best in the World 2014. We'll do that for you next week. And remember, there's a post show that we'll be doing for that. You'll be able to find it Monday, June 25th here at kingofpodcasts.com. So enjoy that. So there we go. We're just going to leave it right there. Now, anything else from, I'm missing here? Or we're just going to leave that all taken care of? I think there's uh, not much else to mention. Yeah. There you go. Pretty so, much. We're not going to talk about Lucha Underground this week. I'm, I'm going to probably catch up on it in a couple of weeks, and we'll bring up about that. One last thing before we start talking money in the bank. We're starting to, so just we're just going to talk WWE the rest of the show. That's where we're going, okay? Now, NXT TakeOver, Chuck, I didn't get a chance for you to, to make any mentions. Let me just quickly go through the results of that real quick. Okay. Before I do that, Marky Mark at 11 says hello. I talked to him last night. Just a little, little bit of Facebook messaging with him. He's doing well. He lost about 60 pounds. He's getting himself in shape. He's doing great. He's happy. He's about to finish up school for the uh, for the semester. I don't know if he's finishing or graduating, but he's doing very well. So he gives all his well wishes to all of you out there. So again, an NXT takeover at the end of the end of the beginning. Andre Cien almost defeated Ty Dillinger. The Revival defeated American Alpha to become the uh, once again NXT Tag Team Champions. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Austin Aries. Asuka retained the NXT Women's Championship over Nia Jax. And Samoa Joe retained the NXT Championship over Finn Balor in a steel cage match. What'd you think? Overall? Yeah. Pay-per-view? Yeah, matches you like. What, what, what stood out that you really enjoyed? Well, definitely my number one pick would have to be Shinsuke Nakamura versus Austin Aries. Terrific fight between those two. I can't I can't really stress about how much I really enjoyed that match. And the whole thing with it is that I did say this on the, the show this week when we uh, finished up. My whole point is this, once again, it's really hard for me to see. If Shinsuke Nakamura does get brought up to the main roster, which could happen coming up after Money in the Bank and, and you know, with the, the July 19th SmackDown coming up and an impending draft supposedly on July 11th, my thing is, is like, you know, you can't really screw this guy up, can you? Like, this guy is so so hot right now. I mean, if WWE wanted to do their little spin on things when they bring him up to the main roster, I don't think they could possibly screw this the debut up of this guy. And, and I think this guy would just overcome any bullshit that the company would put in front of him to make him just like be buried. Oh, absolutely. This is this is a guy coming over here to the WWE now. He, he, he they can't screw this guy up. This guy is just too good. I mean, really. And uh, my other my other match that I really enjoyed uh, on that card was Oscar versus Nia Jax. Um, yeah, at first you saw Oscar; she was just woman handled. Not really a man handled. Yeah. <laughs> Notice how I said that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, Jax was just throwing her around pretty much. And then Asuka, she found her way to get in that opening that she needed. And she retained the champion, the NXT Women's Championship. There, There's a lot of things to be said where, you know, 
Um, I don't know if anybody's going to, well, who's going to get called up from NXT if there's going to be anything like that that happens. But what I can say is it's a shame to see this talent roster is going to be raided very soon. And if they are going to be brought up that, you know, it's the, the flow of NXT right now and the roster and all the things you're doing with it, they're not going to lose their mojo because they have a lot of young people that are out there. But my thing is, is just that, are you developing talent? And then you see people like Samoa Joe and Shisuke Nakamura and Austin Aries and all these, and some of the veterans that you have and some of these people that you have built up like Asuka or American Alpha and seeing them just thrive and do so well. And Bailey to that other respect too. And to think that just because it's just, they have to replenish talent on Raw and SmackDown because they're going to split them up that they're going to get lost and the spotlight of NXT and the crowd response and everything that comes with it is going to go away. And that's for another conversation because once the draft comes here, then we'll see what kind of damage NXT takes as a result. But uh, for right now, we'll have to wait. I'm just very afraid of what's going to become of NXT after the company decides to pillage and plunder and take away this rich, wonderful roster and this, this great product and have to just, you know, abuse it and take of it. I mean, I like to, I like to think that uh, they're not going to try to go in that direction and that they're going to always try to keep NXT like a top show because, hey, it is part of WWE also. Whoever's responsible for it is doing a great job, by the way. And so now here's the thing, Chuck. See, for those that are just that are very uh, optimistic, right, and are delusional to the idea that oh well, these guys, these guys, guys, they just need to go up. They're going to be great in, in WWE. Well, that's why we need to get all these guys that we like. They, they they should be in WWE. That's where we want to see them as WWE. Well, you know what they are? They're uh, there's a new term for them. I'm going to call them. You're purists. You are WWE purists, and yeah. that's not a good thing. Because if you just decide to cloud your judgment and think all the WWE does is great and all well and wonderful and high and mighty, then you're wrong. You're just wrong. Couldn't agree with you more there. NXT is run as a different entity. And that's the reason why some of these people do so well. But yes, there are some that are going to survive and make their way up to the main roster and do well. Enzo and Cass look like they're the the, the first group of people right now at this new call-ups. That are gonna that are actually doing okay. okay. Oh yeah, they look a million bucks. Let me tell you something. Enzo and, Cass, Enzo and Cass look. Enzo and Cass look better off than AJ Styles does. I, absolutely. Even even William Regal worshipped. You know, a, a one NXT show that I saw. He said that they're doing a terrific job. I am very very proud of them and how they're going to the top. And they are. Yep. Exactly. All right. So here we are. Let's uh, do our regular feature, which is, Chuck, get your notes ready. (laughs) Give me 60 seconds of SmackDown that I should give a shit about. Okay. All right. Let's go with uh, start off at the beginning of the show with the club coming out. You know, pretty much just, you know, saying that, 
Oh, that I'm going to go ahead and win the uh, tag team champions, yada, yada, same thing. AJ continues bragging how he will take down, take out John Cena. You know how that story goes with yeah. the rivalries that they have put together. And a really, really funny comment from Enzo Amore calling Anderson and Gallows the Mr. Clean Dream Team. Now, that's a new one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I and that's your, up. <laughs> that's your 60 seconds of SmackDown. Thank you so much. We move along. All righty. All right. I guess, um, let me see here. All right, let's do this. I got my raw notes real quick. We'll, we'll bring those up as necessary. And we'll just go to a match, and then we'll just talk about what we've seen so far. All right. Okay. Actually, no, no. Let's just go to the raw stuff. We'll just get what, what, the little observations here, and then we'll, we'll get to the actual preview predictions. So here we go. The Francine to Trumpet Talk. So we heard that the company was going to start being a little more, what's the word, a little more not-so-PG, or going to be a little more tongue-in-cheek, a little more adult-like. So tonight, or last night, we got talking about, we're doing innuendo with a trombone. Right? Right, right. You got that right. <laughs> and the <sighs> energy that they put out the new day, that's that's what I love about them, too, let me tell you. Not it, this. It's contagious for me, anyways. Not this, man. Okay, so New Day. Uh, the, uh, here's the thing. This is where a three three hour show really drags because what happened was you wanted to do the whole thing with having all four teams coming out. That's going to be in the tag team title match. Okay, got it. But the bullshit with Kofi and his Steph Curry's. Okay. And then the trombone talk between Enzo, Cass, and them. The Vaudevillains singing and the club making their bullshit. 15 minutes. The match we know is already going to happen. Again, I already complained last week about how this shouldn't have happened because he decided to hurry this up so fast. Why? When we should just have had Vaudevillains. Okay. We should have just had Vaudevillains go up against... Um, and so Cass, and you know what? They could have had a match later on that night to go after the tag team titles. Something like that. Or, well, shit, you don't make the do they defend the titles anyway. So you might as well just let them go. That's really, like, what else do you need to do with those guys? I know you need to have them defend, but you what? move so fast with this. It's like, we don't need this, man. Well, they're going to defend in the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, so that's unavoidable for the New Day. They have to defend their championships. Right, but we couldn't have set up a title program with somebody else. Like, here's the thing. If the New Day were fighting against Anderson and Gallows, then why didn't we just have a non-title match at the pay-per-view? and Or they could have had a non-title match beforehand and they made a title match with those guys later meanwhile you know have anderson and gallows there's i mean something you could have done with new day to do a title program with somebody else well you do raise an interesting point in the point of you didn't finish the having, tournament having title defenses they don't have enough of them 
That is a good point right there. Because, Just because Enzo yeah. got hurt is no excuse for them to not finish the tournament storyline. The point of the tournament was to give you an opponent to start a program with. But that's already over. I mean, I don't think they're going to restart that idea. No, they should have just had that final match and be done with it. Or they they should have, well, what it's could have, should done. Have, What's know, done is done. Waited. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Now we're here. This cluster F is no good. And we don't care. It doesn't do any good. So, And then, of course, another match with all four teams in the ring that, you know, we're just seeing the match. Like, how do you spoil us like this for? Why do you just give this up like you do? And a long time. Yeah, it's a long time coming. 20-plus minutes we have these guys. So do you really care about the tag team title match? You know, The only reason you have the match is because the title is on the line. I'm Otherwise, just, we've seen what they're going to do. I'm just So okay. all you care about is the outcome. Yeah, I mean, I'm just okay with it. I all honesty, I hope the New Day retains the title matches, especially to shut up uh, Gallows and Anderson because they're like there bragging, coming out saying, oh, we hate to be the fun police. Oh, you know what? On second thought. Nah, never mind. It's bullshit all of it. Anyways, yeah. so you have that. And then going along, okay. I heard Rob McCarron on the wrestling.inc.com raw recap from last night. He also does the show Shake Them Ropes. ShakeThemRopes.com and WrestlingInc.com. Would you give the, the proper proper credit? Rob McCarron made an excellent point. For some reason we get the start of a feud or we get the start of a storyline that start us that starts off so hot. But this company does not know how to keep the momentum going. Alright? Now Let's let's go ahead and just get to the part, okay? We're going to bring up the fact of um, the Ambrose Asylum, okay? We, we already know that we're going to have that built up later in the night. Right. Okay. So now what this is this, okay? Rollins comes back in at Extreme Rules, does what he does to Roman Reigns. Two weeks ago, we had red light, green light, right? So remember, look at how hot we had Seth Rollins coming back. And they did nothing, nothing to capitalize on that. That's the point that Rob McCarron made, is that that particular, this, the women's title, those are like two easy storylines right there. And the company doesn't know how to build momentum creatively to keep this compelling. Okay? Okay. Think so? Okay. No. Do I need to explain? Chuck, hold on. Hear them. Hear me out, okay? So okay. you have that build up, the, the the heat that you have between Reigns and Rollins, okay? The next night, Reigns explains. Uh, Rollins explains. Okay, the belt I didn't lose. And then we had this little back and forth red light, green light thing, right? Right. And then last week, what do we have to build up Reigns and Rollins? Yeah, I understand the whole shield package. Two Monday Night Raws in a row is frustrating. And like, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah, you do Reigns and Rollins. You do them by video. I agree with that notion. I do agree with, yeah. So two weeks of video packages, mostly to build up. So you did nothing with these guys in person. 
and then and and then we wait two weeks, and then the go home show is an Ambrose Asylum setup, which by the way the Ambrose Asylum right. Well, first of all, I thought well, a couple observations. Do you notice all those guys in two years? They all have black merchandise, black shirts. Oh yeah, of course. All right, and uh. then. You have the idea that, like, well, everybody has the wet hair, but I mean, seriously, Roman must shampoo, condition, use Perp Plus, and uh, Pantene to take care of that hair. Okay. Come on, so does Seth Rollins. I remember a while ago when he had that stuff dripping down his shirt. How ridiculous can you be, Seth? Seriously. Like Roman Reigns is kind of like, I'm gonna wash that gray right out of my hair. I'm gonna condition. <laughs> And I'm really? going to shampoo my hair. And I'm going to condition and make it soft and lovely. And then I'm going to take the world heavyweight title. Because I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm the guy. And I'm Seth Rollins. I'm a sniveling coward who runs away and plays red light you and are, green light. You're the fan. Oh, God. I mean, really. Come on. If you're going to face a man, face him Face to face. Don't go behind his back like the power that you are. Okay, but Chuck, again, this is what a heel does. No, not all heels, bro. Not all heels do that. Okay. But, well, I don't he's see Seamus doing he's a, that. All right, but, but you know what? Seth Rollins is what we call a chicken shit heel, and he plays it very well. Very well said. Chicken shit. As <laughs> I know, but that's him. what he is. Yeah. That's what he's <laughs> always been. That's yep. true. But Roman Reigns. Now, here's the thing. Okay, so. In the promo itself, I'll say this. The bullshit, all right, oh, oh, and, and the gems that Dean Ambrose to do this show. Hey, Seth, don't be a party pooper. Come on, you're trying to be a party pooper. Hey, crowd, say it with me, <laughs> party pooper. He's trying to get a chant going along, party pooper or something. That was and, then, and then Roman Reigns. Big dog walks in his champ. Big dog walks out his champ. Who wrote that for him? Uh, creative? It's well, horrible. <laughs> the, the, that's what they let him say. They go out and yeah. let him say that. I do admit that was not very well thought out at all. I do agree with that. Bro, what, mean, is he, what is he, caveman? Me take him title. And they, or he's like Tarzan. Me take him title. Me beat Seth. Like, come on, man. You he's, know? Almost like, he's almost like uh, Brock Lesnar, who, who doesn't really talk that much or whatever, and as one time John Cena made fun of him a long time ago, be like, "Hey, I'm I'm a big dumb guy. All I have on my side, all I have on my side is my size." As yeah. as, as I said in the Legion, the, you know, if you ever watched the Super Friends, for those of you young older uh, fans out there, if you know the name Solomon Grundy, that's just what it reminds me of Solomon Grundy. Yeah. Okay. And anyway, moving <laughs> along. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So yeah, and I'm just gonna say this. Okay. So we have the inverse of I don't even know what they were really talking about. So, yeah, the bullshit for 10, 10 minutes of this thing, about eight minutes was not worth watching, okay? They try to do the whole thing about, oh, is Rollins, is his knee ready to go? Uh, Rollins, is he afraid about taking on Reigns because of how it's hurting him? Uh, Amberson Reigns have, you know, the thing is, Ambrose tries to make Rollins lighten up. Rollins starts talking about all the good times that they had as a shield. They talk about get rid of Batista and Evolution and then the Batista chance. By the way, the Batista chance. Dude, 
do you want this guy to ever come back? New, I, New Orleans, do you want this guy to come back? This guy is a self-made movie star right now. Okay? The guy was Inspector. The guy's in the second Guardians of the Galaxy. The guy's getting paid. He's making some money. He's making some movies, okay? And you guys, oh, Batista should come back. This shit's, this this product's so shitty. Well, you think with bullshit comments like that from the crowd, you think that guy's ever going to come back? Exactly. I mean, that was unnecessary. That was uncalled for. He's not even around right now in WWE. Yeah. And then finally, okay, they try to get back to the point. Six minutes in, and then Rollins starts talking about, oh, yeah, we had good times until I finally put a steel chair in Roman Reigns' back. So now, two minutes in, the final part, is where we actually finally get some meat. T- Honestly, Chuck, Amber's Asylum segment, that last two minutes was the only thing we had to see, right? Come on. Well, yeah, kind Do you really of. care about all that other bullshit that was going on? Come on now. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess they're just trying to stress the point that they used to be like a brotherhood. They used to look out for each other. I mean, those values until Seth Rollins fucked things up. Yeah. So here's the thing. At the end, we finally got what actually matters about this match. Rollins talking about the fact that Reigns never beat him for the belt, and he can't beat him. And then Rollins says, there are a lot alike, but there's one difference. Reigns wouldn't be where he was if it wasn't for Seth. And then Rollins says, everything he's accomplished, he did it on his own, unlike Reigns. And remember, he's saying the fact of the matter is that his comeback has been on his own. And Reigns Reigns totally accepts that. But then... Ron says he's taking back the title he never lost on Sunday. And then Ambrose comes in and teases the fact that he may win the money in the bank and he might cash it on him on either one of them to leave with the title. So that's the story we're trying to get to. You know what? I'm fine with that story. But do we yeah. have to? So why didn't we get to that? Why did we wait three weeks to get to this point to make, okay, one, the Money in the Bank ladder match means something that maybe something will happen with the briefcase at the event and tease it. And then number two, to create more seeds of doubt as to if Roman Reigns could actually win and be holding the title at the end of the pay-per-view on Sunday. Like, this is what we were looking for. Like, that's all you had to give me right there. That's all you had to give me. So why can't we do other things to help build this up? Because whatever decided to happen, some change was made to make sure Ambrose was included into the storyline and did the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, okay? So you want to get all three guys involved in that world title storyline? Rock on! Okay, but what they did was they let it be about Reigns and Rollins, and then they just they went somewhere else, and there was no focus on it. But now the focus of this match is... Six days before the event. That's bullshit. How do you get involved? How do you get interested in that match when you're away? When you're six minutes or six days away? Think about that. You had all this time to build up. I mean, Dean could have been saying stuff off and right talking about this. That would have been helpful, right? But we never hear anything about that. So, like, Dean's not talking about it. He's, like, involved in in, in these little bullshit matches where we just want to put any kind of combination of the six guys in the Money in the Bank ladder match and put them in matches. I get tired of that. This is where I come from with the WWE offseason, okay? When when you have this going on, again, if you're going to focus on these guys and their matches, in three hours, 
of live Raw. And then coming up next month, two hours of a live SmackDown. You can't continue to just keep hampering on these storylines because guess what? One thing that's not being said is that if they're not going to take enough time, if Creative's not going to take enough time to build and weave things into storylines, if they're just going to give us a story and just say, okay, here's the plot, we're not going to build a plot. Okay? So you got a plot. This is, the, this is what the reason for the title match is for, right? You get the plot, but then there's right. nothing to the plot. There's no buildup to the ending of the plot, okay? You don't build around it. So if you're not going to do that, then give us something else to worry about. Give us something else to think about, okay? Like, you have other people wrestling. You have other things you could be doing besides, you know, trying to just, like, milk time by putting these shield packages on that are four or five minutes length and, and, and filling time because you guys are not allowed to work on anything else, okay? Why is this company limiting the use of their talent, limiting the use of their creative? It's, it's, and it's just obviously the corporate setup that really does this because there's so many people that have to say yes or no and so much that has to be written and rewritten and rewritten, I'm sure, to appease Vince and Hunter and whoever else at the top. So you have these stories that are like, well, what if we do this? No, damn it, give me something else. No, damn it, give me something else. No, damn it, give me something else. And then, of course, I'm pretty sure creative, they're just not, they're, they're, too, they're too scared to come up with anything really creative. So then they have to go ahead and give something that might be safe, that might be passable to Vince. Because Vince, in his old age, is starting to get a little senile, and he just doesn't take well to new ideas, or doesn't take well to rehashing ideas, or doesn't take well to anything when it doesn't go against you know the way he wants things to go. So I'm sure they're probably rewriting, 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 and that's all they're doing. So... We all we get are these very limited storylines. We just get the plot. We get nothing that thickens the plot and builds to a crescendo, builds us to the real buildup. All we get is the start of the plot and the end. And an empty story. Empty. Nothing there. Nothing to to keep us interested. Okay? TV shows we watch. How about shows that you watch on Netflix? Or did you watch anything, right? Okay, Chuck, Gotham. Yep. If all you knew was Bruce Wayne is going to become Batman and he's going to protect everything and you didn't get any of the villains and you didn't get any of the hardships that Batman had to go through to get where he was or Jim Gordon for that matter. If all we got was the beginning, oh, they start up and at the end, Jim Gordon's gone and Batman is the only person left to save the day. If that's all you got out of Gotham, how much of that are you going to watch? Not very much. If we only get just those two portions of the story, not a lot. There's such a thing as like B movies, okay? Where right. you have the you have the reason why the movie why the you have a beginning, no middle. That's what's going on. Creative doesn't give us a middle. Nothing in the middle to keep us interested. Very little they do. If there is anything, here's the problem. Okay, during WrestleMania season. When they need to do something in the middle of a storyline, they use props. They use little things. They might use guest stars, all that kind of stuff, right? Right, all right. Think of it like this. 
if Chris Jericho and AJ Styles, the match they had at WrestleMania, correct? Correct. If they didn't have AJ Styles or Chris Jericho teaming up with each other and working together and stuff, right? Right. If you didn't have the AJ Styles, you know, you know, uh, Y2J chance, right? That whole little extra part. Right. If you didn't have Y2J tossing the AJ, the Y2AJ shirt and putting it on fire. If you didn't have that, what are you left with? Barely any to no little story. You would have a storyline like you have now. Yeah. I mean, where there's in this case, and this is your this is your very, world title storyline. This is your world title storyline. There's just very little that's behind this. All we know is that okay, they were a brotherhood. They conquered. They divided and conquered pretty much everything there is in the WWE. Yeah. But that's it. We don't have any other further hatred among no. each other or something else. You know, we just have. Things that already happened. Quite interesting. But do you get where I'm coming from right now? I think this is a... I got to write a blog post about this. I'm, I'm, I got an epiphany right there. So, but does that make sense? No, it, it does. I, I see where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from. It, it's just, that is what they're giving us right now. And when you have time to watch the bullshit they give us anyway, some things, some things like this come up. And I really feel like that's what it is. We get a beginning and an end. We get nothing in the middle. It, I'm going to explain that even more, but I'm going to take it towards a blog post because I want to have more time for that, and I'm going to take it to the paper, to the pen and paper, and we'll do it there. So I'm going to try to remember to go and write about this this week at kingofpodcasts.com. I haven't written a blog in a couple of weeks, so it's it's about due time for me to do that. So. And going back to Gotham, I mean, it, obviously it, der- it came from the comic books, the Batman comic books. If that were to have been the approach of the comic books, there wouldn't even be a series of Batman comics, for God's sakes. Brother, we would have... We would have no Two-Face. We would have no Penguin. We would have no Riddler. No Joker. We would have no Croc. We would have no Joker, which is one of the top criminals. We would have no no Tigress. We would have no Tigress. We would have no Scarecrow. That's another one. I know. Yep. No Mr. Freeze, no Firefly, no Hugo Strange. No Catwoman. Oh, God. God, the possibilities, yeah. Exactly. Again, a, a, a Gotham without Tigress is a very sad place. Just saying that, okay. So, I'm, let me move along. Okay. All right. <laughs> Don't spoil All it now. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Okay, okay. No, no, she's fine. She's, she's, I think she's okay. Okay, I think, uh-oh. Okay. Oh, boy. So, like I said, the tag team build-up is way too long trying to get to here. It's just this bullshit, okay? All right. Let's talk about the guy who has his balls in Vince's purse, if Vince had a purse. Titus O'Neil, because he does. This guy used to be actually, like, pretty funny and used to be kind of out there, millions of dollars, millions of dollars, Talk about pay window and wash rags and all this kind of stuff. And we'll be on commentary and we'll be really interesting and exciting. But I guess the money and, and the stuff to be the like that real family spokesperson and to do the PSA stuff and to do the, the, the real nonprofit stuff for WWE, I guess it's enough for him to keep his mouth shut. Because good Lord, man, ever since he put his hand on Vince, 
after Daniel Bryan's retirement, that guy is just a neutered eunuch of a man. And I, I, it bothers me. I can just see it. And and then I guess now that he's towing the company line, they gave him a bone and let him go up against Rusev. Right? Right. And, and look at the story we had there with Rusev and Titus. It hasn't been good either, right? Like, how do we start this again? Well, this was the whole all-American thing, right? Oh, the U.S. title. So Titus O'Neil now represents America. And then what, right. have we, what have we had since? Nothing. Oh, we had this at the end of the week where Rusev, much like he did the Jack Swagger. Isn't that the same storyline that Rusev neutralized Jack Swagger and, like, took him down? Uh, except, except that was, like, during a match. Oh, no, 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 no. He was just taking no, no, the I'm sorry. way out. No, 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 I'm sorry. That was Kalisto. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, remember Rusev neutralized Kalisto, got him hurt. Remember? And then when I, Rusev finally took out Kalisto, the accolade, no, no, it was no choice because Kalisto was already hurt going into that match. Remember? Right. So we're getting the same storyline again, except it's not Kalisto, now it's Titus O'Neil. Yeah, that's the only difference. Well, also the way he hurt Jack Swagger in that match before the match began. Yeah. You know. Coward as he always is, mm-hmm. doing his little kicks. That's the way he wins. That's the way he does his thing. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, and I, his same yeah. boring alcolade. I know. I- I'm so bored. Um, and by the way, during that little ruckus with Titus and Rusev, I think Titus is probably gonna gonna get suspended for another six months or so because you know how he broke the stage. A little light bright uh, crystals were coming off the stage. Oh, uh, you gotta bring. You gotta blame that on Rusev. Oh, Vince. No, I can just hear it now. Oh, Vince. But that's not my fault. Come on, it didn't grab your arm this time. No, don't suspend me. Batista was right. He should have left. Dude, Titus and Neil could be doing much better somewhere else than being, you know, uh, being being uh, cajoled and and being put down verbally by Vince McMahon. He don't need. To, he don't need to deserve that. He don't deserve it, it. I will say that if. Titus loses against Rusev. I'm going to be so disappointed. Really. And you know what? I'm going to call you out, Vince. Yeah. Damn it. Leave the man alone. Let him do his thing. Let him be on top or at least climb to the top somehow. Yeah. No, watch. And and I'm going to I'm going to tell you about the when we do preview predictions, we'll talk about this Titus and the Rusev thing and how I think it's going to play out because it's not going to go well for Titus. I, th- I think Oh, one other observation about Ambrose Asylum is that this the Ambrose Asylum set is indicative of the WWE production budget. Did you notice we didn't even get what's the name of that plan again? Oh, you mean Mitch? Mitch. Well, that, <laughs> Mitch died, bro. But do you I don't notice know if they would come up with Mitch the second? They never put out a plant for him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we get the carpet, the easel, which costs like ten bucks at Office Depot, and a poster board. So this is indicative of it works perfect for WWE's production budget, especially the off-season budget. Cheap and not creative. Yep, I agree with you. Wow, horrible. I wish they would have put a little bit more thought into that. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Hell, have some have some guy there in a straight jacket sitting in a chair. Something for God's sake. Something else. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the short brawl at the end of the Ambrose Asylum also made a point because and also finally seeing Dean do the, uh, which, I, you know, that was actually real surprising. That was what actually woke me up was Dean Ambrose doing Dirty Deeds to Roman. I was like, wow. 
I was in shock when that happened. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, well, I guess Dean is just trying to tell a Roman that he's going to go after the title. That's like number one, even though brotherhood's all good between them, kind of. Yeah, title comes first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, Charlotte. Let's talk about Charlotte and Dana Brooke. So, we're not going to get a title match, which that doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. No, 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 because they have to build up towards it. And I think I see what kind of game they're playing with that. All right, well, let me, first of all, all right, yes, Natalia, we don't need to have her have another match where she loses. But my question is this. Paige, for the second straight time, beat Charlotte. Why isn't Charlotte giving her a title match? At the Very good. Very good question there. I agree with you 100%. So is Paige, poor Paige, getting buried? And uh, is her relationship with Alberto the Rio kind of hurting things for where she's supposed to be? Because uh, I'm just saying, they let her win twice on Raw. Why is she not getting a match? She deserves one, by God. If she I won mean, twice, how do you not? I mean, why why can't you just put that match? You know, here's the thing. You know, we got six matches announced for the main card of Money in the Bank, okay? You're telling me we couldn't do a second women's match and have, say, Dana Burke versus Natalia or Dana Burke versus Becky Lynch? We couldn't have done that? They could have done that very well. And yeah. then Charlotte versus Paige for the world, for the women's title. Wow. How hard was that? I don't understand what the hell is wrong with creative. And there. then Charlotte and then Dana and then Natalia and Becky Lynch are still around. Okay. Still waddling around that world title. Okay. Being involved in an intertwined arc with Dana Brooke, who Dana Brooke is now being groomed as a protege for Charlotte. See, everything makes sense. And you could have built that up in four weeks. Yep. Do I have to write this for you, WWE? Come on. I'm not asking for anything. I'm asking you to do it. I'm not asking for money. Do this, please. Come on. Hey, but a little contribution <sighs> never hurt anybody. <laughs> I'm just saying, why can't we have this? Like, how do you want to, like, feel raw? There's shit you could do. But, man, they just don't. They choose not to for whatever reason. Anyways. So and then and then they do at the very last minute on the go home show, Charlotte, you know Dana Brooke pushes Charlotte back in and Charlotte loses the match. Okay. Yeah. Well, little by little, I don't know. They're trying to show a little bit of dissension there. Heck, they're but trying to build it up the slowly. End, right? Yeah, but huh? we did it at the very end, right? It's like, why are we getting to that point? I mean, we have this match. And, and Dana already causing problems for Charlotte? It's just like it took her like a week. It was two weeks ago that Charlotte dropped Ric Flair and brought in Dana Brooke. Okay. But now Dana Brooke already is fouling up? She just needs to not foul up. We're rushing. But do you understand the storyline is being rushed? Is this because we're doing filler right now? Because what I keep hearing about the rumblings are is that Sasha Banks has set the return. And that she will be having a program with Charlotte and she'll be going to Charlotte after the world title coming up at SummerSlam, right? And they can start things up as early as battle, battleground. So 
we're rushing through all these storylines with the tag team title and with the women's title. With right. no, for no reason whatsoever. No reason at all. Just think it's just pretty bad. That's all. Like you said, they're rushing it too much between Charlotte and Dana Brooke. They yeah. need to slowly cook that pot and then just let things build little by little. Yeah. Not rush things. Because you rush, you crash, you burn, you screw up. Yeah. Seamus coming out, uh, getting pounced on by Apollo Crews. And this match all of a sudden. So, again, a few weeks ago I mentioned the fact that, okay, so Seamus a few months ago was going after the likes of Neville and Kalisto because he didn't like small guys. But then WWE comes back and decides, okay, so now Seamus doesn't like the new guys. They can't think of anything new for this guy. They just, they just, it's like he's just. This is the kind of role he does. This is what he does. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say that that storyline wasn't completely, completely bad. Well, I mean, he, I mean, I mean Apollo Cruz needs help because Apollo Cruz. Yeah, that's what I just what I was going to say. Apollo Cruz needs somehow to get pushed up. I mean, and I will say one thing about Apollo Cruz is that what he did do when he went after and attacked. Seamus, that was a good job when he when he jumped after him and, and attacked Seamus. I just I, I would just think of Monty Brown, the alpha male, or Marcus Carvon for those of you that remember ECW at the end of its run. Monty Brown, the alpha male, is gonna pounce from the Serengeti, right? That you know, it's almost like a- Apollo Crews should have he should talk to Monty Brown on how Monty Brown got over and have that attitude. Because I think Apollo Crews if he was able to do the Monty Brown gimmick, I think the guy would excel. Well, Percent. this all really started because it was like about, what, three or almost four weeks ago on Raw when he just attacked Apollo Crews. That's the way it began. And then the big show, a little bit after that, mentored Apollo and said, so what are you going to do about it? You know, I forgot to bring that up a few weeks ago. What bullshit was that? <sighs> well... It's all good, man. Yeah, big, I mean, big show as a mentor. That's, yeah, <laughs> well, it was it was a brief moment of it. I, I don't know if the big show is going to come back or whatever, yeah. but that was his uh, just appearance there. Hilarious. Rare, rarity, but whatever. <laughs> Horrible. One last thing about Raw. All right, and I heard this on Wrestling Inc.'s Raw recap, but I'm going to justify the point that Sean Ross sat made on that show. I'm going to say this. Okay, so whatever reason they said, Kevin Owens supposedly did something to Alberto the Rio that made Alberto the Rio get stopped by airport security and held up at the airport for five hours. Now, at the start of the show, and I've mentioned this to Chuck, so at the start of the Raw, we see the entire roster out to do a quick, you know, moment of silence for Orlando, okay? Right. All right, now, Alberto the Rio is out there. Not only is he out there, he's at the front of the group, standing on the stage at the right of the of the camera. So if you're going to do this storyline about being stopped by security, I mean, he could be out there, but maybe put him in the back. Why did he have to be front in the front? If you're going to have this story later, which production person fouled that up and thought, Hey, Alberto, move back. You remember your storyline you're coming up with later? Yeah, you're going to look like an idiot being up front. 
Good point there. I agree with you 100%. In, and in front of the camera. You saw him clearly on camera. Yeah. Now, now that I think back on it. Really stupid. Y- yeah. I mean, royally, right. royally stupid. So I mentioned earlier my little Jeopardy answer. You know, uh, creative, no, creative continuity and compelling storylines of which this Money in the Bank buildup has not had. I have proven my point. Now it's time for us to do preview and predictions here. It's time to go ahead and start picking at Chuck. Um, well, this is the second time we're going to do this. Uh, we, we did Extreme Rules, I believe. So I remember now that you're back, now you're settled into the co-host chair. Um, this will be our second chance to go and do preview and predictions together. So I'll be Okay. Do, do. Uh, keep in mind, folks, I want to make this quick announcement as well. So remember that when Raw and SmackDown, when when SmackDown goes live Tuesday to July the 19th, when that happens, remember that that week, which is five weeks from now, this program will now record on Wednesday nights. So it'll be available Thursday mornings at kingofpodcasts.com. Just remember that, okay? In five weeks from today, the show will be made available one day later because we want to make sure to cover SmackDown. We're going to have to start covering SmackDown because it's live and things are going on, and we're going to be watching instead of recording the show at this normal time. So keep that in mind. And if Impact Wrestling, for whatever reason, moves to Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, that's okay. It's taped. I can always talk about that the following week. No harm done there. So that's where we're at now. Just keep that in mind. July 20th is when we will move from Wednesday to Thursdays. Thursday mornings you'll have the show available to listen to. So good time for the weekend. You can listen through and uh, enjoy. And, of course, you'll have more than enough time before pay-per-view to catch the show and, and do your thing. So, um, Actually, we started on Wednesdays when we first started the show, which, speaking of, and this is before I do the predictions here, I have to make a mention of this. Yesterday I did, uh, I was looking through, some, I was doing a search for Wrestling World Podcast just to see how we rank. And then all of a sudden I found out somebody else started calling themselves the Wrestling World Podcast, a brand new show. Really? Yes. Uh, somebody else with a Twitter name at WIR underscore podcast. Somebody out of Alberta, British Columbia, Canada, they're putting a post, uh, they're doing their show on SoundCloud. Okay. And so far they've done 11 episodes. They're calling themselves wrestling is real podcast. So I've tried to reach out to them and tell them, look, you know, this is not good. Like you guys are letting these guys on here. And, it's interesting. See, here's what's interesting, all right? I don't know how this worked, but somebody put this up here. There's a pinned tweet up here that says subscribe to us on iTunes. But the link to the show goes to this show, not theirs. Whoa. Yeah. So somebody out there is doing the show, doing a podcast, and calling it Wrestling is Real. Just to mention this, okay, this show started December 2012. We're coming up on four years of this program, and this show started back in March. So if somebody can get a word to this group 
and just just do me a favor. Can you guys just think up of a different name? Maybe call it WIR or something else. I tried to reach out to them. Or if any of you know this show and could give me an email address so I could write to these guys, I'd appreciate that. But apparently these guys are on SoundCloud. And like I said, I gave you the Twitter address. That's just what's going on. I don't know who they are, but they're not this show. And under no circumstances are we any way affiliated with that show. We have nothing to do with that show. So I want to make sure that's put up across as well. Whoever decide this is the Wrestling Group Podcast. This is the only one that should have that name because we had it first. Okay? And we are basically the original one. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm just saying that just that, that's just something to be said. Okay, so we'll leave it right there. Okay, so we have eight matches announced for this show. Two of them are pre-show matches, so I was I, I was kind of off about that. So let's talk about Apollo Cruz and Sheamus. That is on the pre-show. Oh, they are on the pre-show. Yeah, I thought you said it was Baron Corbin and Dolph. They're doing two matches on the pre-show. What? Yeah, so I guess they start at seven Eastern. Wow. On the, on WWE Network. And so okay. match uh, so let's go ahead and go through this again. Let's do match number one. We're gonna start with Apollo Cruz versus Sheamus, because I'm not gonna start with Dolphin Baron again. Go ahead. Who do you think wins? I'm gonna say Apollo Cruz. Sheamus. It's he just, doesn't need he doesn't need the I win. know, but it's just the way they would do this. I think they would already go ahead and they would put it on on, on Apollo Cruz first. I just because they would just they wouldn't want to bury him. They they, they think by losing Apollo he'll win. Cruz. You know how it is, man. They think by making him lose, it'll endear him and people will care about him. No, it won't. Yeah, I don't think it will. And it'll be Apollo Cruz's first loss, I think, too. Unfortunately, and it'll make Apollo Cruz look like a joke. That's why I'm gonna say he gets the win. You hope so. Yeah. All right. Because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. A quick uh, gulp of a uh, beverage there. Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin. Also pre-show match. So we've already, we've had parody booking, right? So we've had Dolph and Baron each record a victory on past pay-per-views, right? Right. Also, no build-up to this match. Nothing since... Notice, we haven't had anything about this match in three weeks, right? Right, ever since uh, that hit that hit back to the balls of Baron Corbin, which Dolph Ziggler, rightfully so, he said, oh, you want to hit me in the balls? I'll hit you in the balls. So and we after have, that? Yeah, so it's been, I'm sorry, two weeks. We've had nothing about this. And now we're going to get this match again. Again, I'm trying to make sense here. I, I can't. There's just no logic here. I don't know. It's I don't care. Like, I don't care about this match. Like this is Baron Corbin and Baron Corbin and Paul Cruz being made both jokes on this. Well, more more like childish. This is just like a childish kind of bout. That's what I look at it as. Baron, well, Baron Corbin, I think wins. Uh, I'm gonna say Baron also, as much as I hate to admit it, but yeah. and Dolph could always get a win back. I mean, you know, he could afford it. All right, six more matches that have been announced so far. 
and I don't know if SmackDown has any spoilers or they actually add any other. Well, no, if it did, they would have had it. Let me just refresh Wikipedia here. Just double check and make sure. Nope, nothing's been added. So here's what we got so far. Charlotte and Dana Brooke versus Natalia and Becky Lynch in a women's tag team match. I think Charlotte and Dana win. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Charlotte and Dana because Becky, she needs another partner. Uh, I'm sorry, Natty. I really like you, Natty, but mm. not going to get the win. Oh, Natalia, by the way. Just, uh, oh, but that's something else in itself, too. So just got to say that. All right. Moving along for the WWE United States Championship, Rusev defends his title, accompanied by Lana versus Titus O'Neil. Rusev wins. He retains. Uh, I want to say Titus wins. God, I want to say Titus wins. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with that. After I don't all care. this, like, I, I want to know your logic behind that. Why do you think? Here's the question: So, if Titus wins this, who's next for him to take on, and what do you do with Rusev? Uh, there's a rematch clause, of course. Okay. And of course, Rusev could always win it back, and then Titus will go after him again, and this rivalry. I mean, if that's the direction they're gonna go with things, I mean to kind of push mm. Titus up a little bit, which I hope that happens. I'm just being optimistic about it. Huh. Interesting that you say that. All right. A fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE Tag Team Championships. New Day, Biggie and Kofi Kingston are expected to compete. Xavier Woods will be at ringside. They are defending their belts against Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows versus Enzo Amore and Big Cass versus the Vaude Villains, Aiden English, and Simon Gotch. Hmm. Too soon for Enzo and Cass to win. Too soon. Yeah, I, I wanted to lean in that direction, believe me, but uh, I'll say the Vaude Villains. Now, keep in mind. Uh, the New Day have their, their title reign so far. I'm trying to go and take a look. The current, this is the current champions right now. Let's see. The New Day have held the belt 296 days. Okay. Right. Interesting enough, they also won it in a four-way, a fatal four-way tag team match at SummerSlam. You realize that? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, th that's one thing that's got to be made, made, made point of. So you think that New Day would actually, after all this time, like that's going to be a big deal for New Day to drop the belts. That's a very big deal. Do you think they do that at Money in the Bank? I think so. As much as I hate to admit it, I mean, of course I'm going to be rooting for the New Day, but... I mean, guys like the Vaude Villains or Anderson Gallows or Enzo and Cass, for that matter. I mean, one of them needs to be pushed up. But that's a pretty big push you're giving the Vaude Villains or Anderson Gallows or Enzo and Big Cass. So after their first match against New Day, collectively for the title, one of them you think is just going to all of a sudden fluke win. 
fluke win and then be considered like a badass tag team or whatever. Right. A, heel, a heel badass tag team. All right. I just you know? I just wanted to get that a point across. I'll just make it a point. Right. I right. think New Day retains. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, which match do I want to do next? All right. AJ Styles versus John Cena. Cena wins. Hell yeah. Cena wins. Kicks his ass all the way back to wherever the hell he's from. <laughs> now, uh, maybe John Cena has something to do with this, but do you notice he actually, the, the, when they did the, the, the contract signing, that actually was pretty good. Like, that's actually a storyline. And notice it's always John Cena's storylines that actually have a beginning, middle, and an end, right? Of course. So think about this. John Cena comes back. What was it? on? Uh, the, this was three, two weeks ago, right? Remember, right. Again, picture this. This is actually a storyline that gets done. And I'm thinking it's because John Cena must have a role into how his storylines are done. Because look what happens. So you do the whole... Cena and Styles are in the ring together, right? Right. And then heel turn by Styles. The next week we actually get the reason why the heel turn happened. And Cena then comes out and then starts talking about how, you know, Styles is desperate and he's failed so far in his run. Right? And right. Styles says he has nothing to lose. And then this week we got the contract signing. Right? Right. So, look, we actually had things going on leading up to the match in three weeks. And so far, AJ Styles and Chris Jericho is the most anticipated match on the show, I think. I mean, yeah, the Money in the Bank ladder match for the actual gimmick of the uh, who wins the Money in the Bank match and gets the contract, yes, that's important. But the match actually has a storyline that actually makes me care what happens with this match is this one, Right. I agree. I agree with you. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> that match has a better build than the world title match. AJ Styles and John Cena in three weeks has a better build than the Money in the Back ladder match. And AJ Styles and John Cena have a better build than the tag team match and the women's match. Something to be said about that. Why is it that John Cena is so taken care of? And so coddled, but yet we can't take care and continue to build all these other guys. It's it's pretty interesting if you say if I say so myself. So okay, we both agree on Cena, right? The Money in the Bank ladder match for a WWE World Heavyweight Championship match contract. The briefcase: Kevin Owens versus Cesaro versus Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho versus Dean Ambrose versus Alberto Del Rio. Let's go with let, let's start with this, all right, Chuck. Let's okay. start picking out the guys we definitely don't think are going to have a chance to win. Del Rio is first. What? I think Del Rio is the last person that would be considered to win that briefcase. I was, I was going to say Chris Jericho is the number one guy. No, no, yeah. because no, because Chris Jericho, he's been in this match so many times. So? They could, no, but he's, they've continued to talk about the fact that Chris Jericho created this match. How many more times can he compete in a match like this? And who's to say they couldn't let him come in and have one more run at the title? They really could. 
I don't think so. I don't no, see but, it happening. But, no, no, no. So you're telling me Chris Jericho created this match to never win it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. So you think that's what's going to happen? I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. All right, so give me two names on that list that you definitely don't think are viable Money the Bank briefest holders. Okay, Chris Jericho, definitely. And who's and your other guy? Kevin Owens. I don't see it happening. Why? Because it's too soon for him. What do you mean it's too soon? I think it would be too soon for him to be pushed up like like really, really top heel territory. He's been around for a year. Yeah. Seth but... Rollins, hold on. Seth Rollins had a singles run for a year after leaving the Shield, and then he got the briefcase. Yeah, maybe so. I, mean, I don't know. I don't see it happening. Kevin Owens has been Intercontinental Champion twice so far. He's had high-profile matches with Dean Ambrose and John Cena. Just saying. Okay. This, hey. I mean, Kevin Owens is the odds-on. I hate to tell you this, Chuck. Kevin Owens is the odds-on favorite. Yeah, maybe so, but I don't see any odds going. So he's in the last. He's on the. But this is just out of hatred. This is not out of logic, right? You're just like because you don't like. Oh no, 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 no. I mean, I I like Sami Zayn. Okay, but I I mean, if there was a third person that I could. Oh, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is right there for me. Third person. Sami Zayn wouldn't get it. He won't get it. Yeah. You don't think Sami Zayn will get it? No, and I like Sami Zayn. I do. Don't get me wrong. All right. Okay. Three guys. All right. So there's. So let's let's make sure now. So you don't think Zane, Owens, or Jericho will have a chance. So you think the three guys that you definitely think could win it are Cesaro, Ambrose, and Del Rio? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I if I had to limit mine down to three, I'd say it's Owens, Jericho, and Ambrose. Now, who is your guy? Your one guy that you think is going to be the briefcase holder? Dean Ambrose. I'm saying Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is. is I understand where you, you feel and about it, but this guy has been built. He's been built. He's been primed. He's he's ready to be. the the The, the money in the bank briefcase is made for Kevin Owens to hold on to, and to goad. And to absolutely be the jerk asshole heel that will try to cash it in and prematurely not do it. Totally it, see that. I see where you're coming from, but also my logic is coming from the main uh, you know, title defense for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. We got two shield members. Imagine if Dean Ambrose does win and cashes in either that same night. Or at some unexpected moment, and if Rollins does somehow get the win, I could see them going after each other. Or Dean Ambrose gets the championship, and Rollins is all pissed at him. I could see that storyline going on. That's why I say Dean. Okay. So here's the here's the question now. All right, I'm gonna say if it's gonna be your heat, we'll just do this for fun, real quick. All right. So you're picking a face, a good guy that's gonna win. If it was gonna be a bad guy out of the group. Which one? You're going to say Del Rio, right? 
Yep, definitely okay. Del Rio. If I had to say it was a face, I'd say Dean Ambrose. Okay. That's, it's fun little fun little thing to kind of do right there. We're just going to leave it at that. Right, right. <laughs> All right, finally, for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, Roman Reigns defending against Seth Rollins. That's a hell of a match to pick. I... Okay, Roman so far has held the belt. Oh, uh, by the way, saddening that the Intercontinental title is not being defended. And by the way, we had one update from Miz this entire time since Extreme Rules. It's, that's not good. I mean, well, I, remember, actually, remember, we said, remember they said they were going to have consistent updates for the Miz? They were going to be checking in with him? Right. Get that never happened. One week. We only had, no, 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 we had two. We had one last night also, even though it was very brief. Did we now? I never yeah. heard that. Oh. It was, uh, it was the Miz. He was on the movie set of um, oh. the Marine 5. Oh, so you're telling me they had like pictures, that. but they didn't talk to him. Yeah, they did. Kind of, I mean, he just had like a recording. He didn't talk oh, to the people. Oh, so it was like anything. a little Snapchat, Instagram kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, all right. Uh-huh. But still, that's pretty shitty. Like the first week, they actually had him in behind a camera and all this kind of stuff. This week was just like real, like budget. Like, oh, we're just gonna take some little, you know, video that he did on his camera phone. Yeah, cheap. Yeah, that is cheap. I will say that they could have done a little bit something better. I don't know. Yes. All right. So so far, Roman Reigns has held this belt for about three months. It'll be about three months by the time he gets to this match. So, is it time for Roman Reigns to lose the belt? I'm going to say no. Because here's the thing. You could definitely have... Wow. You know, I just thought of an idea, and this is crazy, but hear me out on this. All right. The fact that Dean Ambrose had this whole thing with Bunny the Bank, and, and talk about getting the briefcase, and somehow cash to get in. But he's a good guy. Right. I could see where Seth Rollins wins it at Money in the Bank. Ambrose does what John Cena did and actually announces when Dean Ambrose will cash in his briefcase. And we get the shield and a triple threat for the World Heavyweight title. They could go with that very well. Reigns versus Rollins versus Ambrose. See what I mean when when the choice that I just made for the money in the bank? Uh, no, no, no. I'm, you know, they could always change yeah. my mind. We're just predicting here. It's not right. It's right, not. Right. A, it's not a set in stone. But I'm just oh, saying, yeah, yeah. if they were going to go to a match, that's where I could see it going. Uh huh. I could totally see the Shield in a three way match for the world title because the, the you know the pieces are there. They could easily put that together. And if they do, whoa, talk about excitement. This is almost going to be like another WrestleMania if they do that, just what you just said. That's a thought. Yeah. They could absolutely do this. Because here's the thing. With Roman Reigns, who is left for him to defend against? Let's just ask that first of all. If he holds on to the belt, we have to think there's two months before SummerSlam. Who is the guy he's going to take on? There's not too many. I mean, that I can just name that are worthy enough. Let's put it that way. 
I can't really say, okay, well, let me give me a crack at the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, see what my shot is. Hell. Well, I mean, because think about it. Um, Who do we have that's left that they could they could have take on? Like, that's what I'm trying to get, get here is who do we have right now that's being built up that could go ahead and take on? You know, I, just, I don't know. Yeah, there's not too many that I could think of off the top of my head for that. Because right now, after Rollins, you have to say to yourself, who's left? Like it's, If I look at this list, you know, there is nobody they have right now that's built up to really be an opponent. Like Brock Lesnar, he could be coming back. I mean, they right. could have a rematch with him and Reigns, sure. Well, he's coming back sometime in August. I mean, they could put him in that match. I don't think they're going to do that. Um, no, because then he would be holding on to the WWE Championship, and he only comes just once in a blue moon from what I see. I mean, does does um, does John Cena finally get put back up in that picture? Like, I can see John Cena going back up and being raised back up to be in the title picture again. But the thing I is, Seth Rollins it. just came back. That's the only thing. Seth Rollins just came back. So we got him here. Do they find a way to extend Rollins and Reigns to continue to SummerSlam? Or what if Randy comes back as a heel? Oh, no. Randy's not going to be in the title picture. Not yet. No. Oh, okay. Plus, I don't think Orton and Rollins is the match we're going to see. I don't think we're going to. No. So that's where we are. I mean, that's what I'm. I'm asking. It's like, what what are we gonna do next? So it's like this, um, no, just kind of there. Yeah, the only thing that does make sense is Rollins winning. As much as I hate to say it, but and I'm gonna it's... pick that. I'm gonna say Rollins wins. And as for that, we're gonna leave it there because then what we could do is, I mean, next week we need something to talk about. So. Let the repercussions after Raw and after Money the Bank go ahead on next Tuesday's show. And then we'll kind of speculate. And we'll see. Because what's going to have to happen next is we'll be on the road to SummerSlam. We'll have two mat- two pay-per-views. And we'll have B- Battleground left before we get to SummerSlam. And they're at least going to have a couple of... Uh, we're going to have to see where the main, the, the main event storyline is going to go. At this point, they're here. Reigns, uh, Rollins is back. And I could just only see Rollins somehow winning it off Reigns. I really could. Because I, Dean, think, because I really think that last year, if Reigns didn't lose it like he did. And the problem is, too, is I just think that Roman Reigns holding the belt right now, not enough people care. But if he gets screwed again, because here's the thing. He's already vindicated himself after WrestleMania, right? He took care of Triple H. Right. But again, to him lose the belt again three months later to his old nemesis Seth Rollins, and then he once again has to go back to where he was and fight again for the belt. I mean, you got to at least see that going. That, that's got to keep happening because it's not fun seeing Roman with the title. Like it just doesn't it doesn't make a difference. He's just kind of there with it, and you know, he doesn't really. There's nothing special about Roman Reigns when he's champion. When John Cena's champion, 
Can you tell there's a significant difference? Right? Oh, absolutely. Like John yeah. Cena, like it really like that guy. I don't know how he turns on another another level, but he does when he is holding that belt. He acts different. It does. He really acts like a champ. And <laughs> I don't see that with Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns just feels like it's, he's holding a prop. But he hasn't really felt like he acts like a champion. Like it just he's just playing the role, but it's like it's almost like, yeah, I mean that's the that's the made guy. But this is again why people don't don't cheer for him. It's because they don't feel like he's entitled to he's been entitled to have that belt, but he really isn't the top guy. Like he doesn't feel like he's this is the idea. They're supposed to be he's supposed to be the next John Cena, but he's not. He doesn't act like it either. And uh, the thing is also, I don't know who is working with Roman Reigns to try to help him talk, but he needs that. He needs a lot more of that. Oh, yeah. He's not good. No, Not good at all. He needs to improve his skills. I mean, to make things more interesting. Yep. Agreed. It's not there. He just doesn't have it. If he would at least have that to back him up, yeah. he would at least become a little bit of a more interesting character. I mean, think about it. Look at what we have to go through just to hear this guy go through his thing. Because think about it. When it comes to Roman Reigns, he's the World Heavyweight Champion last night, right? Right. How much did he really say yesterday? Not much. No, it's like they're cutting down like whatever he says little by little by little to almost saying nothing. Yeah, because just he's being not, a tough guy. They're afraid of what he'll say because he's just not saying much. And him, like Brock Lesnar already has that role of say little bit words, say more with your fists. We can't have two of those guys. It but at work. least, at least Brock Lesnar, he has Paul Heyman to be his mouthpiece. At least. Agreed. See, perfect point. Perfect point. Yep. And here's the thing. This is the other problem, too, is that with Roman Reigns, and this should have been done before, is that even if this guy, that some people talk about they need him to turn heel, it wouldn't make a difference if he turned heel or not. This guy still wouldn't be able to talk as a heel. It wouldn't work. Yeah, that's... Uh... It just wouldn't work. Very good point. Yeah, they have. I mean, look, I see the upside with him, but man, it's like, like how many years do we have to, to wait for Randy Orton to finally get his shit together? He's a better heel, but the problem is too is that I mean, Randy Orton's only. It took ten years for him to get to where he is. We're just waiting after three years or so to get Roman Reigns to that point. We all thought the upside was there, but it's not being done yet. So sad, but true. And we'll leave it there. All right. Well, that's it. We got our money. In the bank preview. Now, by the way, I did say Seth Rollins will win. And you think you're relenting to the fact that Seth Rollins will win too. Yep. Okay. Uh, like I said, I don't like to admit it, but it makes sense. Yeah. It really does right now. So anyway, folks, thank you for tuning in. We're, we're so happy you guys find the show and you listen to us each and every week. You, of course, remember, you can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Of course, our website is kingofpodcasts.com. Remember, you can help us out always by, you know, supporting our sponsor, amazonisreal.com. 
and you can always help us out there. So, on behalf of Xbox One, Chuck, Jeremy G, who is, you know, in absentia, and he's doing well. I talked to him also this week. Market Market 11, the whole crew, and all of you P1s out there, including you, Britain, including you, Joe G. Cool, including you, Rodrigo from Brazil, including, including you, Ice Bane 23, all you guys out there, including you, John Bonvillian, thank you for tuning in. And if I miss anybody, I forgot. Sorry. Pleasure's been ours. Enjoy Money the Bank this Sunday. We will do a post show, make it available for you Sunday night here at kingofpodcast.com. Have a great time enjoying it. Pleasure's been ours. Good night, everybody.